Welcome to the Soul Urge Podcast, a show for women who are fed up with listening to conventional wisdom that's just not working. Instead, you're ready to listen to your own inner voice and step more deeply toward what you really want. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Jennifer Hooper. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Soul Urge podcast. Today, we are actually going to be taking a deeper dive into what your soul urge actually is. Yes, it is a real thing. I did not make this up. But before we do, I wanted to just highlight last week's episode where we talked about intuition with Emma Moore. It's a really good episode for you to go back and listen to if you are interested in cultivating clarity, decisiveness, or massive self-certainty within yourself. Emma Moore offers just a ton of great tips and tools, and she shares everything that she's using and has been using for the last two years to cultivate her intuition for her highest good. Okay, so back to soul urge. What the heck is it? Your soul urge is a term that I've borrowed from the science of numerology. It's like your innermost yearning, the deep desire that you were born with that you carry around in your heart. In fact, the soul urge is also known within numerology as your heart's desire. It's literally an energy that you carry around with you that influences your choices, whether you're aware of it or not. Now that sounds amazing, right? To know that there is a scientific reason why you might lean into some choices or shy away from others, or why some of your choices make no sense to other people, even though they're obvious to you. It's because their soul urge energy doesn't match yours. Knowing that there's science to back your heart's desire is amazing. It's so validating. Unless you're denying that part of yourself, like when you let others influence what's right for you, or you spin in despair over what other people think, worried about their judgments about you, or you're turning your back on yourself and dimming your light on your deepest desires, and you know your light is dim if you wake up in the morning feeling unmotivated, unsure, or unsatisfied. Or maybe you have a sense that you know there's something more for you out there. You just don't know what it is yet. And this negativity, these negative feelings, maybe they've just crept in really slowly or really subtly over time. Like maybe so slowly that you aren't even aware that you have them. They're more at the unconscious level. Or maybe they got a foothold when you followed, quote, conventional wisdom that didn't actually feel good. Maybe the negativity lingers when you're comparing your life, when you, you know, to your friends or to your Instagram feed that compare and despair never feels good. This 100% happened to me in my first marriage. I had two kids, I was married, I had a great house, but I put a lot 
of responsibility on my own shoulders. I really wanted to take care of the kids and the household and the shopping. And then other things crept in like taking care of the dog and taking the trash out. And by the end of the day, I was so exhausted and so tired. I never had a moment to even think about what I wanted to think about myself. Although I can say there were moments that would creep into my mind where I thought, you know, it's not always going to be this hard. It's not always going to be this way. And I would look at peers, look at my friends around me and their families and marriages and households. And I'm like, this is just the way it is. My household is just like theirs, but not necessarily because I lost myself. I completely lost who I was, what I wanted, what my heart's desire was under the context of the situation that I had created, my own household. It just really seemed like the right thing to do to make sure everybody else's needs were met, to make sure the kids were fed and clothed and gone to school and the dance lessons and the art lessons and that I made a homemade meal from scratch every night and that I also worked full time. So seriously, there was no time, there were no moments for me to really know what I even wanted. There just wasn't enough time. So I don't recommend that strategy for anybody. It really doesn't work. I mean, how could I be my highest self, my best self, if I can't even tune in to who I am? So let's take this a level deeper. I want to start to connect the dots for you. Like I said, numerology is a science. It has been around for thousands of years. And the father of numerology, it's Pythagoras. Remember the Pythagoras theorem from grade school? Yeah, same guy. Well, he loved numbers and he studied the energy of numbers. And so there is actually a formula, a numerological (laughs) formula that we can use to calculate our soul urge number. And then once we know what that number is, we can access information that we never had available to us before. And we can study our number and learn more about it and connect the dots between our soul urge number, who we are, and what we want. Every number has its own unique energy. And that energy gives us clues. So, for example, I know that my soul urge number is a seven. And here's what the seven energy tells me, that my soul loves knowledge, insights. It loves books. And I have a natural ability to analyze, research, and dig beneath the surface. I'm one of those people that loves to study something really intently and learn all about it before I'm ready to move on and explore and dig into something else. It also tells me that By nature, I'd much rather discuss facts than feelings. And so I've had to work really hard at understanding the importance of feelings and emotions because it didn't come naturally or doesn't come naturally. So some of my biggest challenges with my soul urge number is that I can potentially come across as being aloof or not trusting the feelings that I feel. But on the other hand, some of my biggest strengths 
are making true connections with other people. And that helps me grow and expand, which is what the seven energy is all about. Growth and expansion and knowledge. I also know from my soul urge number that I require a lot of time alone. That is how I charge my batteries. That is how I take care of myself. So the next thing you may be wondering is, okay, Jennifer, now that you have that information, what do you do with it? Well, that's a really good question. I'm going to tell you. For starters, number one, I allow myself to go deep into my books and my internet searches and my curiosity and not beat myself up over it. And I apply that to my career, to being a life coach. Because I love learning about the science of the brain. I love learning about neuro-linguistic programming and how to give my clients their own transformation and how to use timeline therapy to its maximum potential. Like that is so interesting to me and it's perfect for me because it's a vast body of information and I can keep taking it deeper and deeper and deeper. Another way that this information helps me, just knowing what my soul urge number is, is that I can be careful about, or I can be more intentional about how I present myself to people. I don't want to come across as aloof or cold or uncaring because I care so deeply about the people and the connections in my life. Understanding and knowing about my soul urge also lets me give myself permission to spend time alone without feeling guilty and to communicate that this is a need that I have, that it's something that I almost need for survival, quite frankly. And then to learn how to communicate that to the people in my life so that they're not offended, so they don't think that I'm uncaring, so that they can take a step back once they understand this part of me. Okay, so enough about me. I apologize for that rabbit hole about my soul urge energy and my number. How about you? You're probably wondering, how in the heck do you get yours? First, this brief disclaimer, I am not a numerologist. I just happen to know an amazing numerologist, and she has taught me so much about the energies of numbers. So what I'm about to share with you is just a small sliver of information that comes from your numerology chart. For even more validation and more information about your personal energy, I highly suggest you contact a numerologist. And I'm going to put a link to my friend Sue Coffin, her website, healingnumbers22.com, in the show notes so that you can reach out to her to really get the benefit of your full numerology chart. Oh, and side note, I am the co-host of Sue's podcast, which is called Numbers Speak. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Believe it or not, your soul urge number is derived from certain letters in your name. The soul urge number only cares about the vowels. Now stick with me. I know this seems crazy. It used to seem crazy to me 100% until I started to learn more and more, until I got my numbers read, until I understood, or until I was validated about my personality and who I was by these numbers. Just like numbers carry a unique energy, so do the letters of the alphabet. 
Each letter of the alphabet corresponds to a number. So here's just a really quick overview of how you get to the sole urge number. Number one, you look at all of the vowels in your name. Number two, you convert those vowels to their corresponding numbers. And number three, you add them together, like using math. <laughs> so if you end up with a single digit number, you're done. That is your sole urge number. But if you have a double digit number, you add those two digits together and then you're done. I would like to apologize if you're hearing some light squeaking noises in the background. It is incredibly windy where I live today and the wind is just blowing through the cracks of my window. I'm trying to record this in between the squeaking, but I just can't seem to do it at all times. So in case you're hearing something, you're not crazy. That's what it is. Now here's the good news. There are other ways to calculate your soul urge number. Number one, go to a numerologist. Number two, I just finished a workbook that I would love to share with you. It's called the Soul Urge Workbook. And in there, just a part of it, the two pages are dedicated to helping you calculate your own soul urge number. I have a worksheet in there as well as information about all of the soul urge numbers one through nine so that you can get clues about your heart's desire in case it's not clear for you yet, in case it's a little bit fuzzy, in case you are doing things that don't feel fully aligned with you. Once you have this information, then you will understand why, and then you can make new choices for yourself. The workbook gives you several pages for reflection and connecting the dots and how you can use this soul urge number in your life. I'll be dropping that link in the show notes as well. And I really want you to use this workbook as a tool, as an informative tool to help you avoid making the mistakes that I made in my first marriage. I was go, go, go like the Energizer bunny. And I really resisted, you know, spending time for myself, taking time alone, but that's really what I literally needed at that time. And so now, you know, I'm probably 12 years after my divorce. Yeah, it'll be 12 years this year. I do things differently. I have more awareness. I have more knowledge. I make different choices. And part of that has been because of my journey in life and because of my training and my profession. But some of it I can chalk up to understanding my numerology chart and especially my soul urge number. That brings us to the end of this episode. It's a short and sweet one this week. I will be back next week and I'm going to bring on Sue Coffin as a guest in the near future so that you can hear from her as well. I'd like you to take a look at today's date. Notice how far we are into the year. Now think back to any of the goals or intentions that you set way back on January 1st. Are you making progress? If so, amazing and I love it. But if not, I want to let you in on a little secret as to why you aren't. What I've come to learn is that hitting our goals actually has a lot more to do with our unconscious belief about whether or not we deserve to hit our goal. That's right. Whether or not you believe you deserve your goal is the number one indicator as to whether or not you will hit it. 
The key to new success is to bring your deep-seated subconscious thoughts up to the surface of your conscious mind. And that way you can take new action with your new conscious awareness. Now here's the cool thing. I have an easy and effortless way for you to learn how to do just that. I will be attending and coaching a five-day intuition challenge on March 12th through the 16th. I've already taken this class once and I got so much out of it, I am diving back in. I would love for you to experience this class with me. It's for you if you wanna clean up any patterns of thinking about being undeserving or to heighten your intuition so you know exactly the right thing to do at any time, as well as cultivate that soul urge inside of you and master the goals that you want to achieve. So the class is just $37 and what you're gonna get in return is massive amounts of learning and growth. Don't forget to check out the show notes. There's a lot of juicy links in there and I will be back next week. I can't wait to see you there. Let's do this. Thank you for joining me, Jennifer Hooper, for this episode of the Soul Urge Podcast. To view the complete show notes from today's episode, please visit soulurgepodcast.com. But before you go, make sure you subscribe to get updates on all new episodes. And last, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to let other listeners know about it. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week.